Welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Said. Welcome to this 33rd episode of the Kosafa Show, which comes in the week in which the lineup for the African teams to advance to the next stage of World Cup qualifying has been confirmed, although not without some controversy. Later on, we're going to hear from the South African Football Association President, Daniel Dahn, on why his association are challenging the team's one or loss in Ghana on Sunday that put them out of the running. First, we turn our attention to the 2021 CAF Women's Champions League final, which sees Ghanaian side Hasiakas Ladies taking on our very own Kosafa qualifiers, Mamelodi Sundowns, in the decider at 7pm on Friday. We'll have an exclusive interview with Sundown striker Rhoda Malaudzi, a literal princess who has followed her dream of playing the game professionally with huge success. So congratulations on, on making the, the final of the CAF Women's Champions League. Uh, you face uh, Ghanaian side Hasias Ladies tomorrow. How have the preparations been for that game? Uh, thank you for having me on so far. The preparation, uh, we are preparing very well. Uh, the mood is higher. Everyone is so excited. Uh, from the players, technical team, management, uh, our supporters, everyone from home, they're sending their messages. So we are also preparing well because we know how big uh, the game will be tomorrow and how important it is to us as our players and also as our South African women's football. So we are ready and uh, if you can't do it tomorrow then you will never do it again so we are well prepared and uh coach jerry shabalala said that he felt your semi-final performance was perhaps the best from the team in the competition so far does it feel like that 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 you are getting better as the games go on not you personally but the team yeah i can say uh, uh it's true because uh the first uh the previous games we were are not playing our football. I don't know, maybe it's because of the fatigue that we've been having from our uh, local uh, league. Uh, so, but uh, our last game, the semi-final, was one of the great uh, uh, game that we played since we arrived here. So, getting that, taking that confidence to the uh, finals, I think it's going to help us as a team. But uh, more, we're going to focus more on scoring because since we arrived, yeah, since we started playing, we only scored our two goals, but defensively, we are doing good. So I believe come tomorrow and then we'll be well prepared and continue where we left uh, the previous game. Have you been able to study the, the Ghanaians much? Have you seen much of them and do you have any thoughts on them? Yeah, uh, we've been uh, watching them, especially since from uh, their their qualification when they were playing in their in their own zone or uh, because we we saw that they're going to be a threat to all the teams which are going to play against them so we've been studying them hard we need study we're studying them so we are aware what we're going to face or what we're going to play against so we are prepared for them it's not our the team that we need to undermine the good team they're great opponents whom they know what what they're doing so for us we don't have to sit back and undermine them and tell ourselves that we're going to win we just go have to go there and work hard and make sure that whatever that we came here for we we just have to fight for it because it's not gonna come that easy and we still have to put more effort and your your own form personally are you quite happy with with how things have gone for you i can say personally the way how i know myself uh, i'm not happy i'm not that much happy with uh, my performance but i guess it's one of those days uh this year since it has started it's uh, not been good for me personally because i've been getting injuries after injuries prior to this tournament i was injured so i'm still getting back to my best but i don't want to be too hard on myself because i'm gonna lose the focus 
process, but I just have to go with the flow. Gradually, I will get my form and then I know what I'm capable of. Yeah, and you, you touched on it earlier, but but what exactly would it mean to to add a star, as they say, to, to the badge and, and win the tournament tomorrow for yourself and for Sundowns as a club? Um, it, it, it means huge to us, uh, to me personally, that I've been, like, I've been playing football, I've been to the World Cup, I've been to, I've played UEFA, and then now it's CAF Champions Women's League, boosting my profile as a player, and also boosting the team's profile, and also if you look, the the the, uh, the males team they've won uh, the the CAF they have the star with with us also winning it is gonna boost the high profile of the team and also remember we're not just only doing it for ourselves but we're also doing for the young ones uh, the new coming generation and also women's football so that everyone can recognize and know that in South Africa we are good uh, we we have players good players and also it's gonna open doors for the young ones to get our contract overseas because getting that contract overseas it's like a dream coming true so we're not only doing it for ourselves but means a lot to us winning it and then just a little bit more about you and, and you touched on a few very interesting aspects there uh, we talk about almost being an inspiration to the next generation and and i think you are for for many people given what you've achieved in your career um to date how how was it that you uh first fell in love with the game and and started playing football i can say it was not easy for me personally especially of course uh, i don't normally like to talk about it but yeah uh, coming from a royal family being a female wanting to play football and also family they wanted you to be something else but I had to fight for it fortunately enough I had the support from my dad who was also a baller and then he understand how it feels so he supported me through thick and thin even though the rest of the family didn't want to support me but today yes here I am playing in Kiev I've been to Europe I've been to Australia I've been to the World Cup so I started playing football when I was five with my cousins even though it was not easy because everyone was against it but when time goes and then they started to realize that that's what I love the most and then they started to support me even though even today yes they're still supporting me but they still want me to be a princess but I refuse to be that because I know football is something that I love it complete my life it complete my world so that's why I started to fall in love with football at the age of five and it's it's amazing that you've been able to follow your passion which which clubs did you start at it how did you which were your junior teams and, and how did you rise to eventually I think you were joined Sundowns was perhaps your first uh, major sign uh, before I came to Sundowns I remember in 2000 not mistaken, I was playing in an amateur team uh, where I grew up in my village. And then uh, my parents decided to relocate and then we relocated to Gauteng. That's when I started playing with the boys of Chiawela RYI in Soweto. And then from there, my coach saw that I have potential, I'm good and Obviously, I can I won't forever play with boys. So and then he decided to take me to uh, Colchester in El Dorado Park, where I played there with the likes of Refilo Jane. And then from there, I was the captain of the team. And then Refilo was my vice captain. And then from there, uh, the team just fought apart. And then we decided to join Mamelodi Sundowns from uh, 2010. And then 2010, while I was playing, then I completed my metric in uh, 2008. And then I went to Valley University of Technology just to further my studies uh, in Atlanta Sports Management and be taking business administration and then after that I went back home away it's Mamelodi Sundance in 2014 yeah I rejoined the team and then since there I've been playing for 
Mamlodi Sundance until that time when I went to, to join my first professional contract to join Canberra United in Australia. And then from there, I went to Cyprus, joined Apolloni Ladies, where I played uh, UEFA. And then from there, I came back home to rejoin my team, which is Mamlodi Sundance. And then from Mamlodi Sundance, I went to wow, to join AFC Dynamo Minsk in Belarus. And then after then, that, that's when I decided to come back home now, which I rejoined my team, which is Mamlodi Sundance. I actually didn't realize that you went all the way back with Lefilwe to almost the juniors. I never knew that. I knew that you two were together at Canberra and, and whatnot. Just a little bit about that experience in Australia. As you say, it was your first professional contract. Uh, what what did you learn then and what was the experience like? Oh, it was a good experience. Uh, the Australian, they're very good people. They're very loving, welcoming, supporting. So since it was uh, my first contract, uh, and then I had to, like, fortunately enough, I had some ideas how it is being a professional player through our national team, which is Banyana Banyana, because I remember I playing, uh, I was hitting my first collab in 2015 for the national team. So it was a good experience, hey, um, finding myself being the top scorer of the team, of the Canberra United team, and also being voted the supporters player of the year. So I enjoyed my stay there. And then even now, if they were to say uh, they need me back, I can still go there. But the unfortunate part with uh, Australia is that their calendar and also our national team calendar, they, they, they clash. Sometimes when you find that the national team, they want us to come and play and then also the team wants us to play. So that's when we decided that uh, maybe it's best if we just come back home and see where we can go and play, where, where we will find ourselves getting called out for the national team and represent our country because representing the country, something that every player wants to, 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 to do and wants to see themselves playing for the national team. And talking the national team of course as you mentioned earlier you went to the world cup uh, in 2019 just that experience uh, being at a global event like that it was amazing it was wow even though it was our first time as as, as a country playing in the in the in the, the world cup but we knew what to to expect there because uh, it's not an easy one playing with the big guns the lack of usa netherlands or Australia, Germany, Japan, China. So we we, we enjoyed ourselves uh, and also we've learned a lot. And then the experience that we got there, we are now using it. We are now it's helping our team to to like majority of the players that are playing in, in, the, in the team. Mamlodi Sundance, they've been to the World Cup. So that's why even when we come here, we know what to expect. The standard won't be the same like our local league. The standard will be more high, high intense. So that's why I'm not surprised uh, seeing ourselves uh, playing in the finals. It shows the hard work and the experience that we acquired from the national team or from uh, the World Cup. And you, I mean, you you also played with Apollon and as you say, with Dinamo Minsk. You were... We see now quite a few South African ladies playing overseas, but you were one of the first, almost in a way, almost like a pioneer for the rest. Does that kind of make you proud that that you broke that ground and now others have been able to follow? Yes, I'm proud of myself with what I've achieved thus far because us going there, it helps a lot of girls being recognized, also a lot of clubs that recognize South African players. So it's a good thing to, to, to open... Uh, path for other players so it shows that whatever that you're doing people are noticing people are, are watching you so yeah I'm, I'm proud of myself and also 
I'm also proud of what I've achieved thus far, especially last season where uh, I believe I did well, um, finding myself being the top goal scorer of our league, Hollywood, but, um, scoring uh, 36 goals out of 17, it shows that the experience that I've acquired uh, or that I get overseas, it's working now. And also seeing my, my team winning the league without a lose and also going to uh, Belarus, also winning a league again and also winning trophies. So it shows that I'm not just adding number, but whatever that I'm doing or whatever experience that I'm beating, I'm using it as an individual and helping the team to 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 progress to 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 a better stage or to another stage. And and then now back with Sundowns, obviously the the, the team has been hugely successful in the women's Super League uh, in the last couple of seasons. Um, look like you're going to win another title there. Just just your thoughts on this current squad of Sundowns players and and the potential that they have. Uh, listen, we have uh, our PP guns, we have good players, we have players with experience, we have players that have grown, who are matured. That's why we, I don't, I'm not, I don't see, like what I can say, it's not a mistake for us being in the final because we have good players, we have star in, in a way that when the coach, coach decide to sub and introduce another player, it's quality after quality. So it also, I, 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 I guess it also stresses him because sometimes he end up not knowing which player to play because all the players that he have is quality majority of the players they've been to high standard they've been to high to, to international football playing in the national team so with us the group of, of girls that we have here they know their stories and they're good and they're professional and then just what was it like playing um, in the first ever uh, Kasafa Women's Champions League qualifiers and and itself the introduction of this CAF Champions League tournament. Uh, what do you think that will do for women's football on the continent? Does it, it now gives you something, I guess, bigger to aspire to outside of your own league? Oh, listen, I'm, I'm so happy with what Kosafa is doing for women's football because every year we have Kosafa uh, tournament with uh, the national teams and now it's the Kosafa tournament with the club. So it's also that Safa is a region, it's growing and it's also, uh, it's not undermining women's football, it's supporting football, it's, it's also making sure that we as Kusafa region, uh, we are growing as a team. So I was so excited with them uh, uh, having that um, competition and then now it also going to make uh, the, the, our national teams in Kusafa to grow and also maybe we'll find ourselves having uh, as many national teams as, as, as many as we can in the, in the AFCON coming the next AFCON because you can see the teams that have improved. I've been, I've, I was watching Botswana national team. I can see they're through to the next stage of, of the AFCON qualifier. So it shows that whatever that the Kosafa is doing, they're doing a great job for us as a women's football in, in our region. Yeah. And I applaud them for that. And then just lastly from me, um, your, your own future have you thought ahead? Obviously, there's a World Cup coming up in 2023, which Banyana still need to qualify for, um, but we're keeping fingers crossed about that. Um, just have you, you got your own thoughts on where you see yourself uh, going personally now? Yeah, I can say I've, I've, played, I've almost played all the competition. The only competition that I've been played in my football career, it's, uh, it's AFCON and uh, the Olympics. But my wish was to see myself uh, playing those uh, competitions and maybe I can consider retirement because I can see age is catching up, but doesn't, it doesn't matter age. I believe age is just a number as long as I can still play, as long as I can still run. That's what matters the most, but I can still see myself playing can still see myself uh, going overseas if I'm still keen. But sometimes we can plan as, as people, but uh, time only determines and only time will tell. Final, final question. 
after your playing career, when it does come to an end, whenever that may be, would you like to stay in football? Have you or, or fall back on your degree? Have you have you thought about what you'd like to do? Yeah, I've been thinking about it. Uh, I have a diploma in sports management. I have a, a degree in uh, business administration. But also, I'm also keen on being a coach. You know, or being a or maybe sport conditioning coach, or maybe being a coach personally with the experience that I have, with the experience that I get overseas. Now I'm keen to 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 coach, especially the young ones, especially develop the young ones, because the only problem that we have as Africans going overseas, it's uh, our it's the development. We don't have enough uh, de- uh, development compared to what they are uh, the Europeans have, because they are being developed at the early age, and with us it, it's hard because we don't have enough of uh, you know, in, in I can say instrument to 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 make sure that those young ones they 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 are well uh groomed. You see, so my my dream is to see myself coaching the young ones and making sure that they're doing well. So when they get that opportunity to go play overseas or playing for big clubs, they are well prepared. South Africa felt hard done by their one loss to Ghana on Sunday, which saw the Black Stars advance to the next stage of the World Cup qualifiers in March. The South African Football Association believes the referee has a case to answer for. They believe there were a number of dubious decisions and possible match manipulation. The organization's president, Danny O'Dan, explains more. The first question is, when did we embark on this action? Well, we can say immediately upon the completion of the match in Cape Coast in Ghana. I think there was an outpouring of emotion in our country. Uh, we all watched the match. I then phoned the CEO, uh, who was at that time with the match officials, uh, and the head of delegation was there with him, Mr. Aubrey Bartman, and Vincent Cheka is somewhere here as the manager of the team. And I then asked him to go and approach the match officials and inform them that uh, we are going to challenge uh, the outcome of the match. And specifically, we are concerned with certain decisions in the match. And so we're going to ask for an investigation uh, into match manipulation uh, in this match. Now, of course, we then have to say, what is this match manipulation? We asked specifically Mr. Norbo to look at every decision to analyze it and test it against the laws of the game and see if there is a pattern that we can show that may have had an influence for the outcome of the final decision. We have now received the report from Mr. Noble, uh, and he must have spent 10, 11 hours in reviewing the match and making the analysis, and he will give you a full report uh, on this matter. And so we are here today to inform the nation uh, of the event that unfolded in Cape Coast Stadium that shocked and saddened us uh, because FIFA has a responsibility to protect the integrity uh, of uh, all of its competitions. And that is a responsibility that arises from the FIFA statutes. In February 2017, FIFA decided to strengthen uh, the integrity of global football when they entered into agreement into a company called Sports Radar. Now, Sports Radar was appointed to monitor each and every one of FIFA competitions, every match, uh, to protect the integrity uh, of all its competitions. The monitoring of matches, therefore, was part of a preventative strategy by FIFA 
And our responsibility as SAFA National Association is to recognize first whether there's any uh, bias okay, that we can prove against our team. Two, we have to resist and expose uh, such uh, bias. And thirdly, is to report it uh, to FIFA. Any match manipulation involving uh, our national teams or FIFA competitions. So what is match manipulation? And what are we placing before FIFA? Match manipulation of a match is when there's unlawful influence or unlawful altering of the direction or the cause of the match or the result of the match or any aspect of the match. And so the first question that we must answer, well, was there unlawful, uh, either deliberately uh, ignoring or deliberately applying uh, decisions to influence the direction and outcome of the match. And the reason for match manipulation uh, is it is manipulated for financial gain or it's manipulated for football advantage where a member wants to go to the next level of competition uh, and therefore you have uh, that particular uh, manipulation of the match. And lastly, whether there was an agreement or a conspiracy to win a match or phases of the match uh, in order to determine the outcome. Now, what we are then looking at, was there any deliberate action on the part of the referee or the match officials? Deliberate action means that there was a miss or a wrong application of the laws of the game by the referee. And again, with us, Ms. Ace to see whether in his view, was there a deliberate miss or wrong application of the laws of the game in this particular match? We want to demonstrate, we are asking to demonstrate the point by analyzing the referee's decision. In other words, did the referee deliberately or wrongfully give a red card, give a yellow card, give a penalty, give a decision that is not in line with the laws of, of, of the game? So, there's deliberate action on the part of the referee, or there is deliberate neglect on the part of the referee. And this is, is there a deliberate neglecting of his duty to take action during the match? Did the referee deliberately neglect to take decisions even when it was clear to the, that the referee was required to take that decision in terms of the law of the game? So when incidents happen, did he ignore it again with the intention to influence the outcome of, uh, of the match? That's it for another episode of the Gustafa Show. We look forward to your company again next time when we will hear from some of the leading voices in the Southern African region. Don't forget you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoloduma Radio, Gustafa.tv, Spotify, and iTunes. You can also get the latest news via our website at www.gustafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.